Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good morning, folks. Troy Dooley here with the, uh, well, I'm the host of the Beachside CEO. We are heard around the globe on the Home Business Radio Network, and I am excited because I just left one of my great, great friends. Matter of fact, his daughters and mine are bestest of friends, and every every now and then we're able to get together and 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 just chat, just hang out, just do some stuff. And I tell you, it's it's amazing to me because one of the things that's in the in the the Bible that I live by, and you guys that are that hang out with me know that what my faith is, and those that don't, well, you're about to learn. Uh, it says we're we're two or more are gathered. There the spirit is, and so we're just hanging out and we're just having fun and we're we're popping leadership stuff off against each other. We're learning, you know, what's happening and. And I tell you, it is it is amazing to me to see the just the love that not just that he has, but the the love that our daughters have with each other for for their for their service, what they what they do to serve God, and it's just fun, man. And and I got to thinking as we were talking today, uh, because we were talking about forgiveness and what's it mean to forgive. And we were we were sitting there talking about it, and I said, you know, it's it's so hard sometimes for people to to forgive others. And I said, I'm actually talking about that on my radio show. And he goes, really? And I said, yeah. And I mean, we just kept going on and on, uh, chatting and and talking about what we've each learned at different stages, what we've learned in our life, uh, the anger that we've had that have kept us from forgiving others at times. And so I'm excited about diving into this remarkable chapter. Dr. Henry Cloud's book, New York Times bestseller, and this book is The Law of Happiness, How Spiritual Wisdom and Modern Science Can Change Your Life. We're in Chapter 12. Now, we're going to finish this up next week. Let me, let me see here. I think we only have, uh, we have 14 chapters, so we've got a couple more chapters, Monday and Tuesday. But this is Happy People forgive. Now yesterday I talked about my anger issues. You know when you when you've got this built up anger inside of you, it's kind of hard to forgive anybody. And it took a long time to work through that. I had anger issues that stem back towards my mom, towards my dad, towards school teachers, towards girls, towards boys, towards preachers, you name it. I mean, I let me tell you, I was just a pissed off individual. And all of a sudden, I started learning some things. And when you start learning, when you start focusing, when you start realizing, you know what, I got some major problems. And you start looking inside yourself, very quickly you might start learning what I did. I need to learn to forgive people. Dr. Cloud starts this chapter off. He says, I have two friends who don't know each other, but might as well have been sisters or at least cousins. And what I mean is that Rachel and Susan grew up in a very in, in very similar homes. Both suffering terrible mistreatment, even abuse. How either of them are walking around today is just a miracle of God's faithfulness in their lives. But there are some major differences between the two. Rachel is difficult to get close to. She's suspicious, has a bit of cynicism about about her that, although it's somewhat funny, it sometimes gets in the way of her ability to relate. Susan is emotionally and relationally open, and if you are a good, trustworthy person, she's available or or she yeah she's available to connect with 
when you're when you're with her, you sense that she is present, that she's hanging. Rachel, however, is always on the edge, and working with her people can at times find her abrasive. Susan's no pushover, but she's clear, direct, and easy to work with. Rachel has difficulty in many relationships with a lot of conflict, especially when she's slighted in some way. Susan has long-standing friends and good relationships with them all. Rachel clearly has issues with men. She is quick to find fault to them, and although she desires a relationship with a man, she's in her 40s and has never been married. She always finds something wrong with every man she dates. Susan loves men, and she has good men friends as well as a good, loving, honest, and responsible husband of 20 years. Rachel is obsessed with justice. And by that I mean that every time something goes wrong in any setting, formal or informal, she is relentless about getting the bad guy and making him pay. Susan also pursues justice, and I've seen her go out of her way, even endure pain, for the sake of others who have been hurt or mistreated in some way. But you never sense that she's waging a vendetta. Rachel is estranged from her father and has a, strained, has a strained relationship with her mother. Susan enjoys a positive relationship with her aging parents as possible and has taken good care of them in their old age. These women, they're both talented and smart. Overall, I like Susan a lot and enjoy being around her. Rachel, I can take in doses, usually a few times a year is enough. And although both is gifted, Susan's life has worked out a lot better than Rachel's. As I read through that, as Dr. Cloud was talking, so many different people came to mind, men and women. But it's funny, because as Dr. Cloud said here, he said, Susan is overall a happy person. And I think most who know Rachel would say she's not. And the question you've got to look at today is, are you really a happy person? And if you're not happy, can you think back to people that you that you think have hurt you, that you haven't forgiven. See, we learned in Chapter 8 that we shouldn't compare ourselves with others. And although Dr. Cloud compares these two women, he's not comparing them against each other. He's comparing their life. How one of them has hung on to her unforgiveness, and it's caused her a lot of trouble, while the other one has decided to forgive. Part of my anniversary present from my wife, was a, a brand new bracelet, I guess, that you, you say that I wear. She took, I used to wear three rubber bracelets, and they would say, walk humbly, love mercy, act justly. And she had that engraved on a beautiful stainless steel bracelet that I now wear on my wrist. And as I got to thinking about this, I thought back to the times when I showed no mercy to anybody I definitely didn't walk humbly, and and I figured I was the vessel of God, so I would give out doses of justice, whether you deserved it or not. And as I looked back at this, I realized it was all because of my unforgiveness. Now, there were other issues there, too, don't get me wrong. But I had this tendency, I'd hurt you before you could hurt me. And, it, and it's it's really, <clears throat> when you dig deep, it's not even so much... Maybe the unforgiveness as as the attitude that we have when we don't forgive other people. See, when you've got this attitude that that you are somebody special and that people shouldn't 
treat you the way they have and that they deserve to be punished, it causes major issues. See, forgiveness is is truly, I think, maybe the starting point. See, the Bible and research both positions forgiveness as one of the most valuable gifts we can possess. And yet when you see people on TV say, I forgive that killer, I forgive that shooter, I forgive that rapist, people get freaked and they don't know how they can do that. Dr. Cloud says, not only does receiving it yourself help you to help you immensely, but you are helped by granting it to others, by being a forgiving person. He goes on, he says, the evidence affirms that when you forgive others, you are the biggest benefactor. People who forgive are better psychology-wise, physical, uh, psychological, their, their well-being, they, they have greater marital satisfaction, they're, they're healthier. I mean, all the way across the board, we see that this is huge. Matter of fact, I'll tell you one that might freak you out. Do you realize that when you learn to forgive un Conditionally, your blood pressure goes down and so does your heart rate. Your hypertension starts to fall. This has been measured over and over and over. People that have forgiveness are less hostile. They suffer less heart problems. And it's because they're happier people. See, let me, let me, for you Christians that are listening, it goes back to something I said yesterday. I said that God created our bodies to be the temple for the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit is a forgiving spirit, it's kind of hard for the Holy Spirit to be inside of you when you hold that unforgiveness, isn't it? That's, that's not rabbit trail that one too much, but it's something for you guys to think about. See, I truly believe it all stems from this. People who forgive just have a host of positive traits that benefit them. There are people that I grew up with that would not know who I am today, not because I'm bald, but because my personality has has changed because I became that forgiving person. See, forgiving people have an ability to move on with life after something traumatically happens. They don't dwell on it. They don't. They just don't constantly run the reruns in their mind. They move through it. There's a lot of research that validates the power of forgiveness. And as somebody that just studies the psychology and the biblical principles and how they correlate, I can tell you, it's amazing to see this. See, the power of forgiveness proven over and over in the lives of so many people people that I've worked with, people that other people have worked with, people that I've read about, that I know that it's, that it's true. That when we're willing to let go of the resentment and the bitterness, we're able to grow our business. We're able to be out with people. Because here's what happens, guys. When you have unforgiveness, you're going to have people in your organization that are going to have personalities like the person that hurt you. And if you don't forgive the original person, then all that's going to come out on that person. So let's look at it in a way. Maybe you're not used to hearing the word forgiveness. How about canceling a debt? See, forgiveness is nothing more than just canceling out the debt. It's showing mercy to another person and saying, okay, we're just going to blow this off and we're going to start all over. Instead of saying, you know what? You violated me and you're going to pay the price. I hurt, so you hurt. You owe me. 
See, if we can get past that, it's easy. Now, sometimes it's tough, especially if that trust is, is so ripped apart and, and, and it's little by little you've got to kind of get it back. See, it's, it's interesting as I, as I studied this myself, not just in this book but several books. See, forgiving someone means they no longer owe you anything because you have let go of the offense. You've let it go. There's a zero balance. Dr. Cloud says the significance of this relationally and emotionally is huge. It means that you have to let go of, number one, the need to get even with the person and all the negative emotions that go along with that. Number two, the desire to hurt her or make her pay for that that bad feeling you have. And number three, the demand that she make right with you. Basically, it means that you freed yourself from all this crap. That's why when people go out there and you talk to them about your business and you say everything that you can say and you're all excited and you're giving them the pen and they say, no, I don't want to do this, you take that rejection personally. Because more than likely, somewhere along the line, you've been hurt with rejection by somebody else and you still hold that inside of you. If you can let it go, you can go so much more, so many more places than when you hang on to it. See, for me, emotionally, the problem with unforgiveness was that I was actively and consciously, and even unconsciously, generating negative feelings all the time. I'd see people and I'd get angst and say, ah, those people. My heart and soul was so bitter that when I did go out and do business, if I ran across somebody with a similar personality, most of the time I'm the one that made it so the sale never took place because I would get nasty with them. When I finally got help and studied and and worked and talked to people and was able to break the chain of unforgiveness, there's there's another thing in the Bible that talks about the sins of the fathers carried on for generations. I don't care if it's the father or the mother. I think when you're brought up in a, in a situation where that's part of life, then it can become part of your makeup. And I had to break that chain. I had to cut the cord between me and past hurts. I had to just let it go and say nothing is going to stand between me and what my passion and mission is for this life. It's amazing when you do that. Paige and I over the years have had to do that over and over with each other. Now listen, I'm not talking about denial, okay? I'm not, I'm not per- saying pretend it never happened, pretend that life's just full of a, a utopia situation. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that for you to become the person that you want to be, for you to reach your objectives, your goals, your dreams, to be able to reach the freedom that you're looking for, then you're going to have to learn to forgive all those past debts. Funny thing is, and Dr. Cloud hits on this, usually when we start talking about forgiveness, people ask two things. They say, so what you're saying is that I should deny, I should deny what they ever did to me. No, not at all. Jesus never denied anything that happened to him. Most happy people I know have never denied stuff that's happened to them. And if you're truly going to forgive somebody, you can't deny what's happened. Okay, otherwise there's nothing to forgive. Okay, there is a debt. Somebody hurt you. 
We're not denying that, but your forgiveness has nothing to do with that. And that's what you've got to understand. That's what I had to understand. See, forgiveness requires a, transa- a transgression. Otherwise, there is, no, there is nothing that's ever happened to you. So if you deny the defense, you can't forgive it. Now, here's, here's where it gets a little tricky. And Dr. Cloud is so good at breaking this apart. There's a difference between forgiveness, reconciliation, and trust. See, in forgiveness, and, and this is where most of us are, because most of us are just dysfunctional human beings. And Dr. Cloud says, many dysfunctional people are harboring unforgiveness, which in effect, it, it, which is affecting their current relationships and performance. Someone who has never faced an issue about their parents, or, or, or maybe, well, no, let's put it this way, because he didn't write it this way, but let's say that you had issues with your parents or you had issues with your teacher or your aunt, your uncle, anybody. If you have not <laughs> excuse me, if you've not forgiven, guess what's going to happen? You're going to have issues with anybody in the position of authority over you. This may be why you and your boss don't get along. You and your upline don't get along. Why you're always looking at the negative. See, in forgiveness, you literally have to name the offense. You've got to feel the feelings of anxiousness that you had. You've got to understand that, yes, this hurt me. In some cases, you're going to want to talk about the pain and the anger, and you want to get it out, and you want to grieve over it. But then you realize, but I can forgive that person. Now, this does not mean you go railing on that person, and you, and you have rages, and you say, you hurt me, but I'm going to forgive you. This is one of the misconstrued things, I think, in the Bible. As people say, you need to confess. Okay, that don't mean you go freaking confess to the individual and say, you know what, I just wanted to beat the living snot out of you. You don't go confess to somebody, hey, I harbored these lustful feelings about your wife. You go to God and you say, i got to forgive. I've got to break these patterns. There is nothing worse than going to somebody and saying, hey, I know you probably didn't think that I ever thought you were an idiot, but I really thought you were an idiot because of something that you said that hurt me. You don't do this kind of garbage. Okay, You've got to get your anger out. You want to do that in a safe spot. I don't care if it's just you and God in the middle of the woods. I guess it could be in the middle of a cemetery. But you don't go railing on other people. You do it correctly. I guess we could look at 9-11. You know, the terrorists, I guess, wanted to let their anger out on the American citizens. See what I'm saying? I mean, it's kind of asinine when you think about it. Why would you go do this to other people? If you have angstness, you need to ask for the forgiveness and say, Lord, I, I, I want to I break this. I want to forgive these people. I want you to take this away. Now, Forgiveness does not necessarily mean reconciliation or trusting that person again. And this is something else that people usually don't get. You know, they don't understand what's what's happening. And that's a tough one too. If people don't get it and they don't change and you can see they're still doing it, then okay. Some people are not trustworthy, and they're, 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 they're not going to admit that they've done anything wrong to anybody. And that's okay. All you have to do is forgive them for the past. 
trust and reconciliation may come in the future. And you need to understand, too, that trust and reconciliation are different from each other. And they're different than the forgiveness. Forgiveness is something that you do to be able to become a better person. When you forgive somebody stuff that they have done to you, that releases you. You've done your part. Reconciliation takes two people, not one person. That person may not want to reconcile. They may not admit they have done anything, that they, they even deserve your mercy. So you don't worry about that. It doesn't matter. All that matters is that you understand you've forgiven them. You don't have to make them part of your inner circle. You don't have to do anything like that. But this is why the key to long-lasting relationships is forgiveness, because that is the requirement. And and it is the number one requirement if there's ever going to be reconciliation somewhere down the road. Dr. Cloud writes this, Forgiveness is not a guarantee of the other, because to reconcile the other person has to get real about what he or she has done and make it right. So understand, your forgiveness does not mean that you're going to reconcile with the person. No matter what Dr. Phil says on TV or Oprah or anybody else, it doesn't happen. Next would be trust. See, trust is different altogether. See, you can forgive someone for the past. You may even reconcile with them in the present, but you may still not trust them. My son Josh and I have this conversation considerably because over the years... He has done things that have caused people to mistrust. Goes back to, you know, the little boy that kept yelling the 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 or do, saying that the wolf was there, the wolf was there, and when the wolf finally came, nobody believed him. See, sometimes this will happen. See, trust is earned. One of my taglines is respect is given, but trust is earned, and my clients all know that. See, when we entrust our heart and possessions to those who prove themselves trustworthy and then they they do something to hurt us, it's hard to get that trust back. Even when you reconcile with somebody and say, man, I love you and and I forgive you, and and they say, man, I'm so sorry, that doesn't mean that trust is there automatically. It means it can be built back. We we see this a lot with couples. I'm going to use couples for a second on this because... So many times in partnerships and in marriages, there's some type of infidelity. A partner does something that 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 they are, their other partner didn't know. They feel like they've been their trust or their respect or whatever. A, a spouse may may end up in an affair, whether it's an emotional or physical affair, and all of a sudden there's this there's this issue of trust. Forgiveness can come, the relationship can be built back, the business partnership can grow, but trust has to be earned back. It's going to take some time. It's not going to be an easy road. But if we don't start with that forgiveness, there's no way to build a business. There's no way to do anything. Here's what's going to happen. Every time you see somebody, you're going to have this this thought flash through your mind that says, I don't know if I can trust them. i got to hurt them before they hurt me. I believe this is one of the reasons that I have such a struggle with companies and distributors sometimes whenever I'm dealing with these guys because... They both have this, somewhere in their past, a, a situation that was so similar, <coughs> and they haven't forgiven, 
that 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 bitterness takes hold, that anger, and they take it out on the other person. These are the things that we've got to work through. See, so many times in business, here's what happens. People think you go out and you buy a sales book or you go out and buy a motivational book and everything's going to be fine, and they never get to the root of the problems inside themselves. When I'm talking to you guys, no matter whose book I'm using, the reason that book has become part of this show is because I have seen something in my life that the book has brought out that I have to share. I can remember when I launched my, my, my first network marketing company. It was when I was, I was 21 years old. We launched our bail bond company, and we did it in a way that we had a multi-level marketing compensation plan. And I was, I mean, it was beautiful. We were all making money. We were all doing some great things. But I had this bitterness inside of me and this anger, and I hadn't forgiven. All I could think of is I'm in a position of power. And very quickly, within a five-year period, I mean, we did things that nobody else had done in that industry. But within five years, went from a net worth of, of not, I mean, nothing. I didn't have a pot to pee in to, at least on paper, worth millions of dollars just to by the time to 25 to have zero because I lost the trust of the people that worked closest to me. Actually, at that time, including my dad. So it was, it was, he was my financier. It was tough. It, it, I mean, it really sucked. But I had to break through and learn about myself. See, we all go through these periods of time. We have to learn. Forgiveness is a must. Reconciliation may never take place. And trust is something that's going to be earned, and it takes a long time to get back to. Two things that I want to leave you with today, and these again, you guys know how I am. I try to pull some stuff sometimes from my background, my, my spiritual belief. Here's, here's what the Bible says. No, nothing, you know, none of that hellfire and brimstone, but listen a minute. It says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. Now, you, you, <laughs> understand, y'all aren't aren't Christians, the last part may not matter. But the first part does. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other. It goes back to that golden rule, treat other people the way you want to be treated. You can't do that if you have unforgiveness, so you're not going to be able to build a business right. One of the other verses that that Jesus mentions, he says, if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive you your sins. How many times have we seen that growing up as kids? How many times have we seen that from a boss? It all runs down to us. The fuel in the engine is forgiveness and love and treating people the way you want to be treated, whether in your upline, your downline, your end user, your customer, whether, whether they're a vendor you're doing business with, doesn't matter. If you want people to treat you with respect and trust, then you have to treat people with respect and trust in every thing you do. That's probably one of the reasons why when I'm out there in critical situations dealing with some controversial subjects, I'm able to get my point across even in the midst of people that have so much bitterness and anger that they they lash out and say some of the crudest things. Is because I know deep inside, look, man, they're hurting. They're probably hurting like I was at one time. Let's just stay on the facts. Let's not let the emotions get involved. Man, I want you all to have a great weekend. This is Troy Dooley, the Beachside CEO. Heard around the world. I love saying that these days. 
on the Home Business Radio Network, the voice of positive powered radio. Be back here Monday morning with us as we study Happy People Have a Calling. I think you're going to love this one. This is why some great, great leaders out there have been able to do some amazing things with some really weird and, and sometimes sad backgrounds, but they've overcome it. Hey, y'all, have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday morning. Bye now.